The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. Now, sport to some people is almost like a religion. For a lot of people who may have abandoned God, they certainly seem to have new gods, be it Munster or Leinster rugby or their favourite Gaelic football or hurling team from their native county or maybe it's Manchester United or Liverpool or Leeds or whatever. But the next guest is the author of a book which looks at sports participants and their own religious beliefs, which are very much rooted in God. The book is called Faith in Search of Greater Glory in Sport. Jared Gallagher, thank you very much for joining us. What prompted you to examine this and go and conduct interviews with about 20 of Ireland's leading religious believers in sport? I suppose, Matt, my background is working with mainly young people in the area of faith. I've worked for many years with the Archdiocese of Dublin. I currently work with uh, leaders and missionary and religious orders. And I'm always kind of captivated by the interest in sport, but also some of these young people who would participate in sport and have gone on to one All-Irelands or kind of mighty kind of achievements within sport. And they can do both sport and faith together. Whereas the perception would be the people abandon maybe their faith just to kind of concentrate on the sport on a Sunday. Well, they might be so single-minded as well Mm. that their focus becomes on being the best in sport and that they might not have time for God. But... But, but you found for some of them that actually is very important to their I, progress I've, I've illustrated the opposite of that. You know, you have 20, 25. I could have had 55 kind of people who participate within sport and keep a spiritual connection going in their life as well. Not all to the same degree. Um, you know, some are more focused than others. Uh, some are very focused on their sport and their faith is part of that. Others are very focused on their faith and sport becomes part of that. And you could give an example of Katie Taylor for that example. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Katie Taylor and how important is her religion to her? Well, well Katie not only wears it on her sleeve, it's on the cape that she wears going into the ring. She pray, Her mother prays with her kind of ringside before she goes on. But that's not unusual because Barry McGuigan had the same. Barry had a, a kind of an active prayer life before he went in and out of the ring. And, and some of these other sports people kind of had quiet moments of prayer in a dressing room before an All-Ireland final or before a championship match. Praying for what though? Praying for the best for themselves or praying that they would win? Well, I mean, is it the right thing to do to pray for you to win and somebody else well, to actually, lose? None of them prayed to win. They all prayed to give their best. And that's what I, I take in terms of the title, to give you know the greater glory. They all pr- uh, prayed just to give of their best, you know, to use whatever talents God has given them and bring them to the best of their ability. Uh, Ger Brennan has a funny quote in it. He prayed for that, but he never prayed. He, he prayed so that he would never hurt anybody too much, you know, because there's competition as well. And that's part of it as well. But the prayer would be kind of integrated into the lives. They're not perfect Christians, but that, I think that's part of the charm of the book as well. Talk to me about some of the people who are in there. That might surprise people. The World Rugby Player of the Year, Josh van der Fleer, for example. Tell us what you got out of him. Josh is an amazing young person, um, comes from a family of Church of Ireland, kind of Christian, uh, actively involved in his, uh, his church since he, as a young person. He's been involved with other sports people as well. He takes his faith serious. His parents take this faith uh, quite serious. And actually, this is the first time Josh has gone on the record publicly to kind of speak about that. And, you know, he, he prays, you know, um, he's now married and, you know, they pray as a couple. Uh, Even though they come from different religious they backgrounds. They come from different backgrounds. Uh, she would be coming from a Roman Catholic background. He comes from a, a kind of a Christian background. 
and prayer is normal and natural to that. And I, I think it's a lovely little story that he doesn't wear it on his sleeve. It's something that's personal and private to him. But yet he does wear not a tattoo on his wrist, but he does wear a cross. Correct. Um, some Christians do that as well. Not necessarily the Catholics, but like Lena Tice is in it as well, the hockey player. Some of the hockey players would come from the north. They would have a strong Christian dimension to their life and they would just have a little cross on their wrist or on some part of their anatomy. It's something perhaps we don't expect of Irish sports stars, but yet we're accepting of it maybe of international sports stars. I'm thinking, for example, Mo Salah playing football for Liverpool, who is a devout Muslim. Correct, yeah. And would give prayer almost after scoring a goal in a game once these and, celebrations have finished and I'll, with I'll give you two, I'll give you two or three other examples. Um, I was watching the football the other night. Uh, uh, Rashford playing for England got down on his knee to give thanks. He had Saw a personal that. encounter. Um, you know, uh, Johnny Mert is mentioned in the book and he often finished kind of over the line on the horse and he pointed up. And when I asked him what was he pointing at, he said he says he was giving thanks to God. Uh, for the win, effectively. So, you know, th- these people, John, uh, Ronnie Delaney's in the book. Uh, Ronnie, the first kind of gold medalist of Ireland at Melbourne Olympics. Um, the first action he did whenever he went across the line was he got down and he blessed himself spontaneously. OK, but then what about some of the people who maybe exhibited on the pitch what might have been described as a win-at-all-costs mentality? In the Late Brian Mullins features in your book, died only recently, uh, great sadness in GA community mm. at the passing of a legendary player, legendary figure. Uh, you got into his religion, but yet I think a lot of us would remember Brian Mullins on the pitch to use the euphemism, taking no prisoners, almost win at all costs. How does that then square off with our Christian beliefs? The book is dedicated, and I use a quote from the St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, where he says, "You give glory for the great, you give glory to God for the greatest of, of what you can be." Um, Brian did that on the pitch. He gave glory to the sport of the GAA. He integrated the Celtic warrior with the just the magnificence of of the, of the field. I never met him personally. I I, I just met him kind of over the phone, effectively. Yeah. Um, I would I had hoped to meet him just the Monday after that he had died. And a funny story or a peculiar story: the day I presented the book to Pope Francis, Pope Francis asked who were the people on the cover. And I said, I said, I'll speak to one person who's not very well today. And it's Brian. And I told him his background. And when I left the Pope uh, two hours later, the very first text I had from a Dublin player to say Brian had died. Uh, almost exactly at the time that Brian had died, that I was presenting the book to the Pope. Uh, but Brian agonised over some of the questions that I was asking about faith and his relationship with God and the Spirit. Um, but it, hopefully it, it helped him in his conversation in his last days as well. And Sean Boylan is another one in the book. And I think an awful lot of people remember his brilliant Meath team has also been a quite violent team. And Liam Hayes is the publisher of this book as and well. And was a member of that team and I've had <laughs> issue with him over some of the behaviour against Cork in the late 1980s. Yeah, yeah like these are combat of people. You know, like I mentioned the Corinthians as in, in scripture. The, the, the Paul, Paul's letter to the Corinthians was, was to sporting people. They were boxers, they were fighters, they were soldiers. You know, sport is always competitive. Um, so whether it's down to playing, you know, your trivial pursuit of Christmas or you're on the All-Ireland field, it is competitive. Uh, and, but that's the joy of the sport as well. How did you get to Pope Francis to give him a copy of the book? I have no idea the algorithms that they use in the Vatican because I told very few I was writing this book. I got an invitation to a conference on sport for all, a, a, a conference looking at the inclusivity of sport. So whether you're coming as a refugee or gender or disability, that they have a whole conversation around culture and sport. I have no idea how I got invited. I was asked to participate. But you were there with the heads of FIFA and the Olympics and all these head organisations, all looking to see how they can make sport accessible to all. Phenomenal. 
So you got to meet the Pope and you gave him a copy of the book? I not only got to meet the Pope and gave him a copy of the book, but there was another Dubliner here uh, who's head of the World Rugby and he had a ball. So the two of us went forward. I presented the book on Faith in Search of Greater Glory and he got to present a rugby ball. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, just to finish off on this, um, do you think that these players... Do you think that they maybe use religion or use prayer to give themselves a sense of calm before they enter the sporting arena? I think any sports person is looking for that increment to make them a better person on the field or in the sport of play. I think the people I've mentioned here, you know, whether they're athletics or soccer or football, they integrate their faith into what they are. It's their part of it. Not every sports person has the spiritual part or the God part. I'm just raising the question that you can have and it can make a difference. It's Faith in Search of Greater Glory in Sport. Jared Gallagher, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Matt. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today, F-